Welcome to Guangzhou Underground on Burst, University of Bristol Student Radio. Over the next hour, we've got fresh new tracks from the likes of Colcut, Demure, Shadow Child, Frederick Robinson, and more. We've got exclusive unreleased tunes from Alexa Gore and Dohit's Guz, and an interview with Youth Code. Thank you. 
This is a track by Frederick Robinson uh, entitled Constellations on the hospital label. A little bit different to his usual drum and bass there. Okay, so I didn't see this coming. This is a remix of the classic tune Papua New Guinea by Future Sound of London by Shadow Child.
something I made last week. When I was doing the literature review, I'll oh, get my kit. What's going to happen to it? Exclusive for you now. This is Alex Agor and a tune called Slow Down, forthcoming on his debut album Closer to Truth. 
on the label of the same name. Compilation. I really urge you to check it out if you're liking this sort of new school garage, baseline house kind of sound.
the tempo to 140 now we've got another exclusive for you this is uh Fungsia by guz who is one of the guys behind dough hits a label from china really doing next level stuff this is from his forthcoming album excuse me poor chinese
Cold Cut Now, a new tune called Only Heaven, featuring Roots Maneuver. Feels like hell, hell, all the Enlightened, just a type to come and entice things with raw brute force. Drawn from the infinite, the raw brute force. Born of the infinite, infinitely, infinite free. Continue to blaze the earth. 
This is Square Wave and Way of Life, the Sook Night remix on Moonshine Recordings. Good to hear people doing proper dubstep in 2016. called Insulin by a mysterious new producer called Aquarian. I don't know a great deal about him other than he's from New York and this is on uh, his own label, Hanger Management. Right about now this is Mike Denert with something from the 15 years of Echocore compilation and a tune called Track Provider Home.
up next is uh, something we put out on our own record label, Blanjo Underground, featuring MC Soulhound and Blanjo's cheese production crew, defeats by a young producer called Dirty K from Manjo.
That was Youth Code and The Dust of Fallen Rome from their album Commitment to Complications, which came out earlier this year on Dice Records. Uh, we had a chance to speak to Sarah, the vocalist from the group, ahead of their gig at The Exchange last Sunday evening in Bristol. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and join us again next week. Okay, um, so you're approaching the final leg of your European tour. How have the shows been? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty awesome, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, every time that we come overseas, we have a great time. I mean, this is our second full European tour, but we've been, I mean, we flew to Sheffield. We've played a handful of shows in Berlin outside of touring, and we've also played uh, in Stockholm a few times without being on like a consistent tour. We have a lot of fun over here. It's cool. Cool. I know your sound appeals to quite a broad audience. So, what kinds of people have been turning up? Honestly, it's like such a grab bag, to be honest. Like, and it's the same way at home. And I actually really, really, really like it that way. We're about to like, there's punk kids that show up. There's goth kids, there's like riveted people, there's like hardcore kids, metalheads, like, you know, I try to kind of keep note of all the different t-shirts that I see at all of our shows and it's been pretty cool to see like things like, you know, friends bands like, you know, Behemoth or High on Fire shirts, you know, and in the same breath seeing like skinny puppy shirts or front two for two or your average stuff or even, you know, like there's some kids that come out that wear Cox Bar t-shirts, like it's cool. It's a lot of varied individuals which i like a lot cool cool uh, you released your second album commitment to complications earlier this year um at, at least to me there seems to be a real kind of progression from your previous work in like the structures of the songs and the range of sounds how did you approach the album was this like a, a natural evolution or did you have a definite plan um i mean for us with all with like there's kind of this interesting timeline that's followed our band thus far where like when we first started out we were like so green to everything you know we were just like ryan liked synthesizers i didn't really know what i was doing uh but you know we liked we had like a very common taste in music and stuff and also from the outsider influences we also had like good different opinions which made like the variations for our influences like really broad and so with the first record it was kind of like the like there's four songs on it that were on like the demo tape and then there's or there's three songs on it that were on the demo tape and there's you know like seven songs where we were just kind of getting our footing in and then as we toured on it and Ryan became like even more and more well ingrained with the instruments and learning how to be like a better synthesis and stuff and as I became more confident and comfortable with being the person on the front of the stage, uh, I think that the evolution kind of just, you know, we realized like what things we liked, what things worked for us, what we didn't want to have, what we did want to have. And it's been like a growing process with each record. I think if you're going to compare the first to the EP, there's like a vast jump. There's like, yeah, I mean, we sure. actually had somebody produce it, which was cool. Like we had Josh Eustace on, on board to like help us out with like, you know, mixing and mastering and stuff like that. And, right. you know, and that, and from there, we went from Josh, who's like amazingly talented and like such a, such a talent, like he's insane with, you know, the stuff that he does from Telephone Tel Aviv to Sons of Magdalene. Yeah, he's great. But then from there, we uh, worked with Reese, 
who has like such a background that parallels ours where he's done metal bands you know he worked with fear factory played with nail bomb like but he also right. was in frontline assembly and does like conjure one so i think that he knew what we were going for and we turned in these songs and he was like fuck this is great like i want to hear the aggression that i see live from you guys because right. if you're doing stuff that's like the first record where it's not really super like you don't really know 100% what you're doing, but you know you want to do this. Now that you've done the EP and you're moving forward, like let's keep on with like being as hard as possible and as true to what we like as you know as possible. Yeah, sure. I mean, something about the record, though, you say about it being sort of harder. I noticed there are also sections of it that are perhaps more sort of harmonic, sometimes even closer to like uh, soundtrack music, such as John Carpenter. Um, I know your EBM and your industrial influences have been discussed a lot, but what influences do you have outside of that? Would there be anything that would surprise people? I mean, I honestly, I think, I think there's like a strange thing that like will sound like so stupid coming from me, but like I, I hope that people sort of get it without me sounding like too much of an idiot. But I like grew up being into like of course goth and industrial stuff but i'm really into metal like i've always been super into metal and ryan was into like punk and hardcore stuff and sure. things of that nature so with us like outside like industrial is something that we both like for sure but i don't think that it's like the main thing that really influences us other than the fact that we like synthesizers you know what i mean like you can do everything that like a four-person band can do in the course of like having eight different synthesizers on stage with you sure, you know sure. okay um so with the influences we're so like i think that it's quite boring when people are only into one type of music or two types of music that are like pretty parallel to each other yeah sure so with this, I mean, it, it ranges from the stuff that we were listening to. Ryan listens to like, you know, Sybil Bear for like beautiful, pretty, sort of somber <laughs> melodies and stuff and Cocktail sure. Twins and, and stuff like that. But even, you know, we were drawing comparisons from like, or we were listening to stuff like Eyelid or I was listening to like, you know, tons of fucking Judas Priest and King Diamond and just it, the way that we like melodies is if it doesn't matter what genre it is if it's fucking catchy and we can appreciate it it's something that we look to as like oh this is kind of a cool concept thing you know right I get you sure um, something I wanted to ask as well on your A Place to Stand EP you had a remix by Silent Servant who's quite well known yeah. in techno circles and definitely a favourite here um, how did that remix come about did you choose him or did he approach you it was kind of like uh, hand in hand with each other because we we were supposed to do a 12 inch for downwards like oh, right. when we first started the band we went and recorded some stuff at Juan's house. Like we met Juan through doing this band, you know, and uh, like we kind of were supposed to be doing something, but we didn't ever actually get around to like finishing it up to it being like a song that we really like. We played it like, there's probably video footage of it somewhere archived, but we played this song that does not make any sense to us really now at this point in how we write songs. We played it a handful of times and we were supposed to do a thing with Juan, but it never panned out. So 
when we were doing, when I, Ryan and I were kind of thinking about like, sort of like the four pillars of things that also have like industrial influence to them, you know, like we wanted to have metal be a pillar of it because industrial metal is like a thing that exists. Sure, sure. We wanted to have techno because obviously with electronic music, like it's hand in hand. Yeah. We wanted to have sort of like that staple EBM stuff, like sort of, you know, hard dance floor EBM. Sure. So we asked God Module. And then we wanted to have something from the, like, uh, the hip hop world because the way that the production of hip hop and the production of industrial are very, very parallel to each other. Right, right. So we asked Clipping, uh, who are also dudes that are like from the noise scene, which is super fucking rap. And I think with all of those things, like every one of the remixes kind of came from like people that we've gotten to know through doing this, that we admire their work and they admire what we're doing. and it really ended up being a, a fucking awesome thing. Yeah, nice. It was a real, real good mix of uh, sound. Um, tr- yeah. Tracks like um, A Litany, A Place to Stand, mark out uh, a very socially conscious political stance for your band. Um, your aesthetics, though, like logos and album covers, are perhaps closer in spirit to post-industrial, which I guess these days is aligned to more of a, shall we say, conservative worldview. Has this attracted any unwanted attention or caused any confusion with casual No, not at all. I mean, I don't think any of our aesthetic really has anything to do with anything right wing, you know? Like, I I shun that stuff so... I think that stuff is so abhorrent. And, I mean, if you're going to compare the image of, like, you know, our logo... I think people have like mistaken for being runic because they look at algaes, which is basically a Y with three points, but that's not what it is. It's a Y right, right. and it's a C, which stands for youth code. And in the middle of it is a dagger. That's all it is. You uh, know what sure. I mean? Uh-huh. And I think that with a lot of like the other imagery that we're using, like, you know, we have a, a shirt with Lee Bowery's face on it, you know, like there's nothing about what we're doing image wise that I think any of like the hard right has any real ties to whatsoever sure sure if anybody does like our band that's into like stupid politics like that i can't stop who our fan base is whatsoever but i will tell them that they're fucking wrong you know there's probably plenty of people that like our band that eat meat and i'm not gonna sit there and go well you know you probably should like that's not my place but you know at the same point in time you know with what we're doing and who we are as people like you kind of have like you have your 15 minutes for 15 minutes. Like if you're uh-huh. talking about nonsense, like that's fine if that's what you want to do, but uh-huh. why not take that moment to like utilize what power you have behind your voice? Right, sure, sure. Okay, um, so, I mean, the tour, I guess you got a, uh, another week to go. Yeah, we've got four more shows in Europe and then we fly back home and start doing some dates with clipping heading west from New York. So we've got a couple of dates in Florida and Georgia, like most of the south. We ended in Texas and then we uh, finally get to go home. Okay, um, any more plans on the sort of, on the music front? Are you planning any remixes for this album, by the way? Um, you never know. I mean, I think with the record being just out in April, I wanted to give it some time that we could tour on it and kind of like appeal to people that may not have previously heard it. You know, right. we've done our best to kind of mix up what genres we play with and 
who we bring along and stuff. And so I think that we have like a little bit of time right now uh, to kind of wait until the next release is gonna come out. But I'm sure we'll have some tricks up our sleeve. We got a few talented friends that have already submitted some wishes. So uh, if we do do remixes, I think it'll be pretty, I can't say right now, but I know it's gonna be pretty good. Great. Well, uh, thanks for talking to us and uh, good luck with the show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. 